You're listening to the What the Junk Podcast with Megan Rage. Happy, gloomy Wednesday. Well, by the time you're listening to this, hopefully it's a little sunnier outside because blah. I don't feel like doing this at all right now, but gotta stay consistent. <laughs> I got a tattoo over the weekend, like more of my arm done. And, you know, right after you get it done, you have to like wash it three times a day and put lotion on it. So I just ran some errands and got home and put some aquifer on my arm. And now I just like want to lounge and record this, but I feel like I can't put my arm down anywhere. Like it's so greasy and slimy. I can't put it on the chair. I can't put it on my clothes. I can't put it on the desk. So I'm just sitting here uncomfortable and awkward until it dries. And I record the, oh, <laughs> and I record this podcast. So I finally figured out the filler situation for my arm. My friend Amanda helped me so much if I posted it yesterday, so you might have already seen it, but like leafs, which I don't really have too many of yet, and then mandalas like kind of filling in the space, which is so funny because aren't they like about meditation and like zen, which is the polar opposite of me. I'm not getting it because of like what they represent, just more um, what they look like. Let me see. What are they? What is the, what are they? is a diagram chart or geometric pattern. Fuck, I keep knocking this. Oh, fuck, my computer volume's on. Our pet's heads are falling off. Fucking hell. Okay, it's a geometric pattern that represents the cosmos metaphysically or symbolically. I don't even know how to say it. I was saying mandala, man, mandala. I fucking don't know, but it's on my arm. <laughs> it's a diagram chart or geometric pattern that represents the cosmos. Okay, I already said that. Um, but it originally was meant to represent wholeness as a model for the organizational structure of life itself, a cosmic diagram that shows the relation to the infinite and the world that extends beyond and within various minds and bodies. Ooh, it's so deep. Um, my friend Amanda has one on her foot and I really like the way that they look. And I, you know, was like, yeah, why don't you just throw those all over my arm? So I have two so far and I love the way that they look and I love the way that they like tie everything together and then I did end up getting the crystal ball and it's super colorful I let her put like really bright colors and I just love it but holy shit my wrist like it looked like there was a baseball in my wrist I've never swollen up like that before it was to the point where I was there and her appointment after me canceled and we were gonna fill in the second uh, mandala that she put on my arm but she was tattooing and you know they like they wet the paper towel and like wipe down your arm I was getting like the chills almost as if I was going to be sick when she was doing that and so we both recognized that I was done for the day so I have one more appointment that was supposed to be my last but I'm gonna have one more appointment and then finally it'll be done I was thinking that I was going to feel sad when it was over because it's like nice to have something to look forward to you know life's all about having things to look forward to at least that's what I think, you know, like uh, like this week. What what am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to watching the Super Bowl at my parents' house. And then the week after that, I'm looking forward to Valentine's Day. We made reservations to go eat at Hawks on their outdoor patio because it's our favorite restaurant. And then the week after that, um, I'll be looking forward to preparing for the dog because the week after that, we're getting the dog. So it's just like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like life's, oh, the, no. So the week after Valentine's Day, I'm getting my last tattoo. And then the week after that, we're getting the dog. I just feel like life's about things that I'm constantly looking forward to. And I felt like I was going to be bummed when the tattoo was over, but I'm so excited to be done with it because the like constant healing and then getting tattooed all over again and then having to heal again is really fucking exhausting. Like I'm so sick of being sore and she puts this Saniderm on my arm after I get a tattoo 
And it's what they use, like, I guess for like burn victims. It helps heal your skin really quickly. So she puts it on. It is like super tight on your arm. It's not like getting wrapped with cellophane and like taping it. No, it sticks to your arm. So you're supposed to leave it on for a couple days, like basically as long as you can. And then you take it off in the shower. And every time that she's used it on me, I like don't really peel. I don't really itch. The The process of healing after I take it off is really quick. Um, and this is like a new, a new thing. Cause my brother was like, Oh, make sure you take that off. And I was like, no, this is Saniderm. He was like, damn, they didn't have that in my day when I was getting tattooed. Taking it off is almost as painful as the tattoo, but your tattoo just looks so good afterwards. Like you don't get that flaky, like black shit coming off of your arm, like the ink or the scabbiness. You just don't really get that. So let's see, I got the tattoo on Saturday and I left it on till yesterday morning. And it took me like 20 minutes to get it off. Cause when I tell you it's stuck to your skin, it's stuck to your skin. But the worst part about having it on is at night it's gripping to your skin so when you like move your arm it almost feels like tape really sticky tape tugging at like the little hairs on your arm or your skin so if you're wearing it for a couple days it kind of your skin kind of shifts around under it oh it just it was it's so painful so I'm looking forward to really having that one more time and then being done and then being done with tattoos for a while because I'm done like getting one, recovering, and then just going back to the chair. It is exciting, but I'm starting to get really anxious to get it done, especially now that my arm is like coming together um, and it doesn't look so spacey anymore. Now I'm like really excited. I'm like, can't wait till summertime when I can wear tank tops because right now I'm just hiding it. It's actually cool to get a tattoo done in the winter because a lot, a lot of people realize that it's happening underneath your sweatshirts. The good news is my dad has not realized what's been happening, but dry January was over. We had them over for dinner. We had tons of wine and I ended up showing my dad, which I felt like maybe I was going to end up doing. I just feel like with older people, you got to ease them into change, especially when it's change that they're not specifically going to like. I knew my dad wasn't going to love the the idea of this tattoo. So um, I was my plan was to show him when it was all done. Because right now it just looks, it doesn't, it's not like it looks bad. It's great work, but it just looks not finished. So I don't want him to think, I don't know. My my plan was to show him the finished product. But then I was like, oh, we're all going to be drinking together. Let's just see how the night goes. And then we were like out of wine. And I was like, you want to see my tattoo I got for you? And he loved it. He was like, oh, you should add my badge number to it. I was like, I wanted to ask you, but I don't want to give anything away. So I might see if Taylor can add his badge number. But he loved it. He took pictures of it. And now I feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulder. Like I don't have to hide it anymore. Like, okay, he knows I have a sleeve tattoo underneath my sweatshirt. I don't have to hide it anymore. I'm an adult. I was talking to my friend Erica about this because she DM'd me and said that she feels the same about like when she's gotten tattoos in the past, she's hit them from her parents. And she just she used the word disappointment, which I don't know. I, I really don't know if that's it for me. I don't know if it's disappointment. I just know that it's not preferable. Like my dad would prefer me to have no tattoos, but I already had some. So I feel like the tattoos that I've gotten to make this sleeve are just enhancing what I already had. Anyways, I've spent too much time on that. I went to Costco today to get a couple things and (laughs) running into people is a real treat. I ran into Dave Mason, who I worked at um, CBS with forever. He worked for Sports 1140 when I worked for KNCI, when I worked for 102, when I worked for now 100.5. Like, we worked together for so long when we were babies. Like, we used to do bottom-of-the-barrel-ass bitch stuff, and now he's, like, fucking killing it. And I ran into – I, like, thought that I saw him, and then I gave him a double take, and then he knew it was me right away, and – We stood next to the limes and talked for like 30 minutes and it was so nice just to, I mean, we just are lacking that human interaction outside of our bubble. It's just so nice to see someone 
else. We used to see people all the time, like we'd go out to restaurants or we'd go out to bars and you run into people, but you don't get that anymore. Like you just see the people that you see and that's it. So holy shit, we like talked about so much stuff. He just got a dog, a puppy, and they're getting ready to get another one. So he was like giving me advice and Oh, it's just so nice to have a conversation with someone. Um, it's so weird, though, because like you can't like see. I don't know. It's so weird because you can't see them like you have masks on. And Costco is like the worst place to run into someone because you're always standing in, in front of something that someone wants. But man, it just felt so good. Like I was in a funk this morning because of the weather. And now like I'm in a good mood because it's so, just so nice to see a fucking friend. <laughs> My God. But he, we were talking a lot. I mean, basically our entire conversation was about the dog. When I found out that he had got a puppy, I was like, tell me everything I need to know. Of course, every puppy is different, just like every human is different. But we are getting so close to getting these puppies now. We got more pictures. We got another video. She said she's going to be sending more pictures probably this week of them individually. She did send individual pictures, but I think what's going to happen this upcoming week is they're all going to have different colored bows on them so that we can kind of keep track of the ones that we've had our eye on. And then also she told us a little bit about the food that they're eating. They're on, you know what? I'll just read you guys the email because that would be a lot easier. Don't you think? Plus then you can get a feel for like this woman. Cause I know I've had, I know I've had some things to say just about like the lack of communication. Anyway, she said, puppy families. I want to apologize for not getting photos out earlier. It's been a busier time than ever here. And my assistant has not been available recently. She's the one who's best with the camera. Anyways, I took some quick photos yesterday just so you can see how adorable these puppies are. I hope to take individual photos in another week or so. Puppies are four, four weeks old and ready to go outside of their doodle barn, but it's just too cold at present. As soon as we have somewhat warmer afternoon, they can go outdoors to play for a while each day. They're eating blended food now, a combination of pottery kibble, goat milk formula, and some yogurt. They also loved home-cooked chicken, vegetables, and brown rice that is prepared with no seasoning for our dogs and puppies. I'm like, oh, okay, this... This fucking puppy's about to have a Michelin star taste buds. Um, we have or a palette. We have 10 puppies, 8 boys, 2 girls, 1 girl's party, the other is black tuxedo. Um, and then she basically said that there's a woman from Pawtree, which is the food that she's feeding them, who's going to be contacting us with any questions. And boy, do I have some questions for that poor woman. I'm like, <laughs> embrace yourself because I got some things I need to know. Like my main concern is I need to get a collar for when we pick it up because there's a we have a drive. So we're going to have to, I'm assuming stop. I don't want to take any chances. So I need to know what what collar. I need to know what food to get out the gates before we mix it in with whatever food choice we come up with. I need to know how long she thinks the crate that we have is going to look. I got questions, but it's cool because we got to see um, the puppies. We got to see a video. I have my eye on one that was chilling. Like all the other puppies are going crazy at the camera and this one dog's just sleeping in the back and everyone's like, no, you don't want the one that's like totally lethargic. And I'm like, but don't I? There's another one that we saw that's not like too crazy. It's kind of in the back. We're so back and forth about black and white and a black one, but it's totally going to be a vibe check when we get there. We know there's probably no chance that we're going to get a girl dog, although she did say in the email that some people dropped off. So others on the list have moved up. 
I just don't know if one of those people is us. So I guess we'll find out. But Bretman, with this name, it was initially supposed to be Polly. Remember Snooki and Polly? And then it changed from Polly to Charlie. And then it changed from Charlie to Benny. And then this weekend, he was like mulling over new names. Um, he asked about Otis. But my first cat that I ever had that died after like a week was named Otis. Milo and Otis. And then we thought about Keith because, you know, funny. Ha-ha. <laughs> but I don't really want to name it Keith. I just want to stick to a name. I just want to stick to Benny. Yesterday I was like, so the dog's name is not Benny anymore? Like, what's happening? And he was like, no, I want to name it. Oh, what did he say? Something so random. I'm like, this is turning into a freaking nightmare. But yeah, it's coming up super quick. I can't wait. I feel like we're as prepared as we're ever going to be. I went to therapy last week. And it's funny because, you know, I wasn't sure what I was going to talk to her about when I got there because I really don't it's therapy's funny in that way if you've never been like sometimes you're going because you have something that you want to address and sometimes you just schedule an appointment as like maintenance and you drive there and you're like gosh I wonder what we're going to talk about because there's nothing really pressing happening right now besides my you know normal anxiety then I get there and she's like so what's going on and I was like well we're gonna get a dog and I'm like super stressed out about it <laughs> and she really talked me through it and I felt like it's really helped me a lot of you have talked me through it too but um we talked about it a lot and she just said I mean, she said a lot of things, but she's like, you're already expecting the worst. So that's kind of a good thing because it's probably not going to go any worse than you're expecting. And I'm like, very true. She's like, what exactly are you worried about? And I was like, oh, I could tell you about 10 things that I'm worried about right off the bat. She was cracking up. She's like, no, it's going to be great. You're going to love it. Um, it's going to add so much, you know, to your life, which are all things that I know. It just sometimes, I guess it takes a professional to really drive that point home. Um... I want to talk about the merch really quickly that I put up. I'm sure some of you have gotten your shipments. I got some of mine over the weekend. I feel kind of guilty because I hadn't or I should have probably ordered first and tested the waters. Not that the quality is bad. Like the tote bag that I got is super cute. The coffee mug that I got is super cute, but it's like a chintzy coffee mug. Like it's not it's not like a good quality coffee mug. But then the stickers that I got are weird. For some reason, I was expecting those to be Better, they're not bad quality. They're just not what I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting. I haven't taken them off. I haven't peeled them off either. Like I haven't stuck them on anything because I don't really know where I want to stick them. But I'm just hoping that the quality of what you got is good. Please, if you got something and it's not good, give me some feedback because my rep um, for T Public, they're like reaching out to me and they want, you know, to help me like market my stuff and they're giving me ideas and want feedback from me. And I haven't responded yet because I don't want to be like, hey, I was ex honestly expecting the quality to be better, better because what are they really going to do about that? Am I just being too hard on what it was? I mean, I paid what, $9 for this tote bag? It is super cute. The quality is the quality of the bag itself. I just feel like it's the quality of the printed image that I'm not down with. Brett said that I'm crazy. He, th he thinks that the quality is good. I don't know what I don't know. So let me know if you got merch and you let me know your feedback on the quality because I would like to relay that to them because I ain't going to be out here pushing stuff if people don't think that the quality is good or worth what you paid for it, you know. So let me know because I'm curious. Dry January, whole 30s over. Although I will say <laughs> last week was a fucking week. That storm. Oh, my God. That storm was crazy. 
Earlier in the day, my sister-in-law texted me and she was like, Megan, we fully expect to see Stormwatch tonight because there's a severe storm warning. But you hear a severe storm warning in Sacramento and you're like, <laughs> that's cute. So I didn't really think anything of it. And then, holy shit, it took me by surprise. I did not sleep that night. Neither did Chuck. Brett woke up in like the middle of the night. I want to say around two. And then he was up the rest of the night. That was the worst night's sleep I've gotten in a long time. We have these three big ass trees in our front yard and we've been wanting to get them cut down. But all the quotes that we've gotten are so fucking expensive. And, you know, we were working on getting a fence and we want to also we want to save and Anyways, we haven't gotten the trees done yet, and it's all I could think about. I'm like, oh, my God, if one of those trees falls over, over, it's going to go directly through the middle of the house and hang out the backyard. Like, they're that big. So I just couldn't fall asleep, and the next day, you know, you're operating on no, no sleep, stress and anxiety, trying to get a hold of the fence company that we already had an appointment with. We, have an event, we had a, an appointment with a fence company to get our fence done the very first week of March, actually the second week. Um, so I called them first thing the, the next morning after the storm to kind of say like, hey, our fence blew over, the neighbors have a dog, we're getting a puppy, is there anything that we can do to move this up? And the guy who answered, I feel like I've spoke to him before, I feel like he might even be like the owner of the company he was like absolutely Megan we will do whatever we can to get you moved up let me give you a call back today between 10 and 1 and I was like no worries I know you guys are gonna be super busy please just let me know as soon as possible he's like I'll call you back before one o'clock today well (laughs) that was on Wednesday and it is Tuesday. I've called a bunch of times. I've sent an email through the website and I haven't heard anything. And normal, normally that would really piss me off. Like I would be like, fuck this. We're not doing business with them because you can't say something to someone like I need to know if we need to move on to another company. But they do have really good customer service. And the quote that we got from them is really good and at a really great price. And now that everyone is needing fences and the price of wood, I just don't want to risk losing our appointment. So I'm trying to have a little grace also taking into account that they are really busy. So I haven't contacted anyone else because I don't think that we're going to get a quote anywhere close to this one. And the neighbors next door said that they got rid of their dog. I, I don't know. I accidentally ratted them out. I didn't know the owner of the house next door didn't know that they had a dog. So when I was talking to him like a couple months ago, I said something about them having a dog. So I wonder if, I don't know, <laughs> I don't fucking know, but they don't appear to have a dog anymore. Still, I don't want our dog having access to both of the yards. So I guess I'll just have to take it out if we don't get the fence in time into the front yard. I don't know. The whole thing's a mess. But that storm was wild. The next day I was on the phone all day trying to figure out if we were going to go through insurance and just, oh, it was just a nightmare. So Brett and I, I had read the day before when I was doing show prep that Pizza Hut released a deep dish pizza, a Detroit style deep dish pizza. And I had never heard of Detroit style pizza until a few months ago when everyone was posting about Lou's Pizza and the Capital Eats page. And we ordered one, the best pizza I have ever had in my life. There's like a three month wait to get these pizzas. If you've gotten one, you know exactly how good it is. Um, So I was like, oh, we should try this deep dish Detroit style pizza when we're off the whole 30 and that night we were both just like fuck it we we hadn't eaten all day like let's just get a pizza and you know it really showed up we went right back to our normal our normal thing the next day and it really showed us that like you know give your body what it's asking for we know that it's not realistic to do whole 30 all the time but we have been doing it 
for the most part, making little adjustments with things that we don't like. Like we, we're not going to force ourselves to do something that we don't like just because it's Whole30. Like we've just really made those adjustments that I think are going to make this sustainable for us going forward. And holy shit, I posted about it last week, but I found the bombest salad, salad dressings I've ever had in my life. And it's going to be a game changer as far as keeping us like not just like, I don't want to say on this diet, but leading this lifestyle. Cause I really like the way that I feel when I've cut out dairy, when I've cut out sh- added sugars. Um, the grains thing is a little hard. Like today I was running errands and I was getting ready to record this podcast and I was like, oh, maybe I'll just skip lunch today. But I felt like, I don't know, I wasn't in the mood today. So I felt like I was never going to get through recording this if I didn't eat something. So I had a little pita. But I use the whole this whole 30 mayo that we found that's from this brand that I'm about to tell you about. And I had some turkey breast and a little avocado. And that was it. Now, normally, if this was like the end of last year, I would have put some cheese in that. I would have put something crunchy in that. Like I just feel like I'm making better choices. And I really feel like we found some really great products this year that are gonna make doing this sustainable. And we've pretty much agreed, like on the weekends. If we want to have like a like a curry or something, then we're fucking going to get it. But we've just found some recipes that we really like. And like I said, we've been fucking feeling these salads. So my friend Sheena messaged me. She was like, we're doing Whole32. She's like, have you heard of these Tessame's dressings? She was like, the everything but the bagel is so good. And I was like, no. So she went on the website and saw that the everything but the bagel was not available in our area. It's only available online. So I got the everything but the bagel legit the best store-bought salad dressing, the best dressing I've ever had. And I'm a habitual year-round ranch maker. I will do it with the heavy cream and the sour cream. I get the ranch packets. We be using ranch all day, every day, all year round. 365, five days a year. How many days are in a year? 64? Oh, fucking hell. So anyways, <laughs> we got the everything but the bagel. We got a habanero ranch. The habanero ranch is a game changer and it is here in Sacramento at Whole Foods. It is perishable. So you find it in the cooled section, like salad section, but it is so freaking good. The everything but the bagel is really good too. It has like dill notes in it and then you can also find it on shelves the non-perishable or the non-perishable um you can find it on the shelves in different flavors too like a cilantro lime a buffalo that is the best brand i've ever had we found these wings that we've been eating um during lunch during whole 30 that are whole 30 compatible the sugar-free barbecue sauce or whatever We've been dipping them in this in these ranches and they are the best. If you need me to send you a picture, I will. It is I, I'm not kidding. I will never I'll never eat another dressing. When we order pizzas or whatever, I'm not going to I'm not going to even fuck with that salad dressing, the good ranch because this ranch I honestly think is better. It is so good. I can't drive it home enough. It is the best salad dressing I've ever had in my life. Okay. That's another thing too. I was having a really hard time with caffeine and like coffees last year we did bulletproofs it's just so much work doing during bullet doing bulletproofs and Brett doesn't like the taste of ghee and so we kind of fell off those this year we did it for the first week and then stopped and then we found some like sugar-free cream or not creamers but syrups and we were doing like that with macadamia nut milk but I don't like it it's gross to me so I'll be damned if I don't have a coffee every morning with a tablespoon of coffee creamer. I'm, I don't care. And I've been doing that for the past couple of weeks. Like I'm going to have my coffee in the morning and I'm going to put a dash of creamer in it. And I'm not going to feel guilty about it because that is how you make something sustainable in your everyday life. 
you know, and I feel good and I feel like I've lost some weight. Well, I have lost some weight, like 10 pounds. Last year when I did this, we did it super strict, super by the book, very much so deprived ourselves and we lost like 20 pounds, each of us. I think I lost 20, Brett lost 22. This year we've done it. We've, you know, manipulated it a little bit and we're doing it. I feel it, what I feel like is a healthier, more sustainable way. So yeah, I love it. Can't wait. If you need me to send you that salad dressing, it is a game changer. It is. Oh, it's so fucking good. That's why I posted it on my Instagram. And I'm like, I hope people take me seriously because I hate store-bought salad dressing. But fuck, it's so good. Going back to the coffee creamer thing, too. If you see the fruity pebbles, it tastes like lemon pledge. Don't do it. But if you see the cocoa pebbles, it's bomb. It tastes like the bottom of your cereal bowl after you've eaten cocoa pebbles. It is so freaking good. Also going to be on the lookout for that coffee mate glazed donut and oatmeal cookie. That's just one thing I can't live without is the coffee creamer. I got to have it. And I just have one cup a day and I never finish it. Brett's like, you it's so wasteful. You can never finish a cup of coffee. Well, that's good. I just drink as much as I need. I, ca- I fucking can't stand peeing all day. I have one cup of coffee. I have to pee every two seconds. So I thought about something this last week. You know how I talk shit about Peloton and the Peloton Facebook group on the regular. I was thinking how funny would it be if I posted one of my episodes and been like, hey, you guys are all assholes in here. I talk about it in my podcast. Listen, if you want, like... I wonder if anyone would click on it and be curious, like if I put one of the one of the old um, episodes where I'm talking shit, or maybe I just actually make that a regular thing in each episode and post it in the Peloton group. Huh? Are people going to hate me? Am I going to get kicked out of the Peloton group or are they going to love it? It just depends. There's the people that are in the group that are like, nobody high fives me. And then there's the people that are assholes that are like, everyone in here fucking sucks. (laughs) You all take things way too seriously. I didn't get a Peloton to sit on the bike and high five people like those people are going to like me. The other people are probably going to report my page. Facebook, who even Facebooks anyways? I'll tell you who does. Brett does. Brett, if you're on Facebook, you've probably gotten in a a group invite from Brett. I have about 20 pending on my Facebook right now. Brett loves a Facebook group. He's part of a Vegas group. He's part of an I Love Steak group. He's part of a UK Peloton group. He's part of a US Peloton group. He's part of, he's in in so many fucking groups. A group about grilled cheese. He's in Rate My Plate. And Brett will have full-blown conversations with people from the group. So the other day I came into the office and I see this big, he's typing this big, long message to someone. I was like, who is that? He was like, oh, someone from the Vegas Facebook group. This guy's named Samuel. And I'm like, what? What are you, what are you doing? And he's like, yeah, he, um, he always sees me commenting because Brett comments on everything. He takes the piss out of people. He winds people up, which means like he is, he's a dick. He like says sarcastic things on every single post and just like is making fun of people. So this guy noticed and said, I see you comment on everything. You're from England, aren't you? Just from his sense of humor. And so now they've got to talking and Brett just does this all the time. He talks to these random people that he meets in Facebook groups and it's the strangest thing ever. So if you get an invite from Brett, just ignore it because all you're going to see is him talking shit to people in groups. I'm always like, what are you every night we're watching TV? He's not texting anyone. He's not scrolling through his feed to see what his actual friends are doing. No, he's in these groups seeing what people are posting about and commenting on them. It's what it's wild. He's going to be one of those old guys that like plays solitaire and talks in chat rooms, chat rooms to people he doesn't know. 100% that's going to be Brett. How was everyone else's houses after the storm the other night? I mean, I saw a bunch of things on 
Facebook and Instagram, a lot of down fences. A couple of my friends had trees in their houses and now have leaks in their roofs. Like it's just, I, I can't believe how bad that storm was. What cracked me up is the next day, Live Copter 3 was out flying around neighborhoods as if like we just had a hurricane. Like it just looks like people haven't mowed their lawns. And if you'd like Live Copter 3, chill. Why don't you land? Land that helicopter and let's just talk about it on the news. We don't need to see a couple like ruffled up front yards. I was like, what, 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 what is this? They're acting like there was like a hurricane or a tsunami in Sacramento. Park it. Is anyone else having trouble getting like a tree company out or a fence company out or um, what else? Roof companies. God, those businesses are freaking booming right now. I can't even imagine. Probably hiring too. So if you're looking for a job. <laughs> Last week I did that K-pop interview. Was that the night of the storm? No, it was a couple nights afterwards. So my boss asked me if I want to do this K-pop interview. And I'm down to do any interview with anyone. Here's the reason. Back when I worked on the morning show or when I was at Now, things and the way we utilize or present ourselves or market ourselves as like a radio personality, they're different. So whenever I did an interview, I was not thinking about how I was going to get a copy of that interview. And that is a fucking huge mistake on my part. I, I can't eat. When I think about it, it like drives me crazy. The only interview that I have is with me, me and Shorty interviewed Mac Miller. And that's a great one to have, but it's the only one that I have. I've interviewed... I don't have, I have a clip from my Ed Sheeran interview. I've interviewed Post Malone countless times, G-Eazy countless times, Ludacris, B.O.B. people. I, I mean, I, I can't, the list goes on and on and on. Iggy Azalea, Mike Posner. There are so many people and I have nothing to show for it because I wasn't in a time where, um, what was I going to do with that? Like shit's just evolved and yeah, so it just sucks. So anyways, he asked me if I wanted to interview this K-pop artist or this K-pop group. And I was a little apprehensive, but I was like, yes, definitely. I'll never turn down doing something like that. So I started to prepare for it by watching interviews with them, but they're all in Korean. So like there's subtitles and stuff. And then I thought, okay, the best resource would be to post something on Twitter. So I posted like, hey, Luna fans, I'm going to be interviewing them. Drop your questions below. Two hours go by, nothing happens. Then all of a sudden someone picks it up and it's the I mean, it's the biggest tweet I've ever had. It 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 got like 2,000 or something. It was a lot. It was a lot. My DMs were just flooded with people responding. So I worked on it for like a while, like a, like a full day, I would say, watching interviews, putting questions together. And the day of the interview comes, I had to submit my questions before because, you know, you're working with an interpreter and there's 12 girls in this group. I wasn't sure how many of the girls were going to be on the call. So the day of I'm like having this internal conflict because I don't want to get ready. I don't want to get ready because, number one, I wasn't sure if any like who was even going to see this interview. They said they were going to splice it up and basically make it look good because how it worked was I asked the question to the interpreter. The interpreter then interprets it to the girls and the girls respond in Korean and then he he tells me what they said. So the record label or the label and the management, whoever said that they were going to doctor it up and make it look better. You know, like I ask the questions in English, they answer in Korean. The interpreter's not involved. There's subtitles at the bottom. I wasn't sure if my face was going to be in it or if it was just going to be my voice. So I was like, fuck, I really don't want to get ready. I hadn't put makeup on in like a month. I hadn't been straightening my hair. But uh, I posted something on Instagram and a couple people, including my sister-in-law, shout out to her. She was like, if you're interviewing anyone with over a million followers, you need to put your face on. So I got ready and I had like 20 questions written down. Uh, 
maybe not 20, maybe like 15 with a couple Twitter questions. So I sit down and I'm getting ready. I'm very like animated when it comes to interviewing, which was kind of challenging because I was curious, like, is the interpreter going to say everything that I'm saying? So I'm I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the clock, getting ready for the time my boss tells me, hey, they're ready. So I log on to the Zoom and they're having issues with the Internet. So 30 minutes go by and I'm not on the interview yet. So then I get on and I talk to their manager first. Their manager's like, you know, these technical issues have really set us back. So we only have seven minutes. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So we only had seven minutes to do the interview. I have all these questions I'm like scanning through to try to figure out which ones. So they put me through with the girls and we started out and I feel like not only are my questions long winded, which makes the interpreter long winded when he's asking them, but then the girls were also very long winded. So (laughs) I got to ask like maybe four questions before, no, maybe three questions before the manager piped into the Zoom call and was like, Megan, you have one more question. So I asked the last question and that was it. And I haven't seen the interview. I don't know if I'm ever going to get it, but I mean, they were so nice. They were so nice. Like, I was told by another industry person that they are like the sweetest group of girls ever and that just interviewing K-pop bands in general is a different experience. They're just so grateful and they're just so nice and that couldn't have been more true. I was just bummed that we couldn't get like more into the interview because I felt like their responses, they would be talking for like over a minute and then the, the interpreter would be like, yeah, they like that. And I'm like, wait, there's no way that that's all they said. <laughs> It's just very a very interesting way to do an interview. Um, I'm curious to see the video back. I, I really hope that they send it because I really want to start building on that again. It just sucks so bad that I've interviewed like some of the biggest names and I have nothing to show for it. I have pictures in on some occasions, even with comedians and stuff like Joe Joe Coy I I can't even get into it because it just stresses me out that I have nothing to show for any of it they always just said like be prepared to be let go from radio like always have an air check up to date always have your interviews pulled and I was just sitting cushy there I had been there forever I just never thought I was gonna get let go and then you get let go and you don't have access to anything and it's just oh it's painful to think about painful. We've been getting jail letters. I don't know who used to live here, but uh, someone's been sending jail letters and I we get so much mail for other people at this house. Like, no, doesn't anyone know that when you move, you're supposed to do mail forwarding with USPS? Like, hello. So we get so much mail here that isn't ours. And for months when we moved in, I would just rubber band it all together and set it out. But we started getting jail letters recently and I keep setting them out on the mailbox with clearly written let clearly written note. This person doesn't return to sender. This person does not live here anymore. I'm not trying to have this person get out of jail and show up on our friend Joe doorstep looking for his friend. No, 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 no. How does return mail work in jail? Like, is the person that's been writing it, they are going to get that return mail and get the message, right? Have you guys seen, do you watch Law & Order SVU? Have you seen Olivia Benson, Mariska Haggerty? Mariska? I don't even know her real name. Olivia Benson. She's been posting a lot with Elliot Stabler. And I thought that he was just going to make a comeback to Law & Order, or I thought he was just going to be in like an episode. And I was reading last week that, no, he's getting a whole ass spinoff. And I guess she's going to be part of it in some capacity. So I had no idea. And I'm like, did everyone else know this? So 
He's getting his own show on NBC. And after his, you know, departure from law enforcement 10 years ago or however long it was, he's making a return. And it's all about like him navigating the way the law has changed and the way that life has changed and trying to be a cop in 2021. And I'm like, what? I just thought he was going to be on an episode of Law and Order SVU. I don't know if Olivia Benson, I'm just going to call her that. I know it's not a real name. I don't know if she has like a hand in executive producing or what the deal is. But this whole time, I've just been waiting for him to pop up in a Law and Order episode. And that ain't the case. Another thing, they recently added old challenge episodes to Netflix. And we tried to watch it one night. The challenge has come so fucking far. Does anyone watch the challenge on MTV? If you don't, you're really missing out because it's so good. First of all. The episodes when they first started on Netflix are like 19 minutes long. They are an hour and a half long now on MTV. The episode that I watched, one of the challenges was on a beach and it was like to wheelbarrow your partner to the other side, like some real elementary school style shit. Well, on the most recent episode of the challenge, they had people hanging from a helicopter on like this cargo net fighting their opponents and whoever hit the water was out and the last person hanging from the helicopter on the cargo net was the winner of the challenge. Like when I tell you it has come so far, it's come so far. The houses, the production, like I, I guess I just didn't realize how far MTV has come with everything. It makes me want to go back and watch old real real world episodes. But at the same time, it's like, Sometimes watching old shows isn't the business. Like we've been trying to watch all the X-Men movies and it's so hard to get into because the first couple are from like the early 2000s and they're just so, they're not bad, but you know, they're nothing like movies are now. So I thought I was going to be really into watching old challenge episodes on Netflix and I'm like, nope, after a couple, I'm good. Like a 19 minute episodes. Get the fuck out of here. This Marilyn Manson stuff is crazy, right? So first it was Army Hammer. Um, his victims have come forward. And some crazy stuff happened with Army Hammer this week, too, because it was like his family tree was revealed and abuse and just like oh, sick. His aunt put out a book talking about how fucked up their family is. She also has an audio an audio book. I might listen to it because people have been saying that it's really interesting and it's really a look into Army Hammer and how he became the way that he is. But then yesterday... Um, Rachel Evan, Evan, Rachel Wood. What's her name? Rachel Evan Wood or Evan Rachel Wood? The girl from Westworld. I know she's been in a ton of other things, but she came forward and for years she's been saying that she was abused and she advocates for women, um, who have been abused or been a part of sexual assault or rape. And she came forward this week yesterday and said that her abuser was Marilyn Manson. And oh my God, my sister was the biggest Marilyn Manson fan. I immediately sent it to her. She's like, no way. And you know, at first you're kind of waiting to see what happens, but then all these other people started coming forward. Then later in the day, he was dropped from his label and then he was dropped from a couple shows that he was on. I don't know if they were shows that he's actively on or shows that he was on and they dropped the episodes that he was on, but holy crap, he made a statement today and it was very short. I was expecting it to be longer. He basically said that any relationship that he's ever entered and and any type of sexual relationship has all been consensual with people that are like-minded, but there's been like five or six women other than Evan Rachel Wood that have come forward. Rose McGowan, though, she did say that she supports all of the victims. She said that she did not have that type of relationship with him because she was also in a relationship with him. She said they didn't have that type of relationship, but she does believe the people that have come forward and she does support them. It's just been crazy, like crazy. I always had an image. I, I mean, Marilyn Manson has always been scary to me, but... I just figured that was his persona because you see him in other things like he was in Sons of Anarchy. Remember, not that he wasn't scary in that, too. But 
I don't know. It's just wild. I can't believe all this time she's been harboring his name and has finally come forward. And it and it's him. Before I get into Bachelor Talk and wrap this up, what do you guys do when you have, if you have dogs, when it's raining outside and they come in? Like, do they just track mud through the house? Do you wipe their paws with like a baby? Like, what's the what's the protocol here? Do they have, do they self-clean? Like when they walk on the pavement, does the dirt fall? Like, what's the What's the situation? I asked Dave earlier when I saw him at Costco and he was like, I mean, sometimes I wipe their paws, but, you know, they don't normally go in the grass when it's wet. But I got that um, the dog run on the side of the house with decomposed granite and it looks muddy in the rain. Like, is he going to track all that shit in the house? These are the type of questions that I have. See, here I am overthinking it again. I'm not supposed to think about things that happen in the future because they haven't happened yet. They're completely made up scenarios inside of my head. (sighs) bachelor last night I knew it was going to be a big episode unfortunately I knew that Victoria was going home because I saw a spoiler before I even started watching it um it was a good episode I (laughs) it was bittersweet for Victoria to go home she's a lot of entertainment in the house but this is the point in the show where things take a turn and they start to get more serious the the girls that are have potential of winning are the only ones that are staying at this point well with the exception of a few like we're halfway through I think Chris Harrison said but um teeth girl went home Anna I was happy about that I did feel bad for her though as well because I've been in that situation where I've said something that I regret and it's cost me something huge like Huge, huge, huge. I've been in that situation before and I know that it sucks because you're just blaming yourself. You're like, how stupid could you be? Everyone gossips. She just got caught and she was probably manipulated into doing it in front of the cameras by the producers and, you know, she went home. Did I see her winning? No. If that wasn't the case, if she wouldn't have done that, she wouldn't have made it past a couple episodes from now anyways. I was happy that Victoria went home. I was shocked that she ended up saying something to Matt to the extent because she was like, just so seems so invested in him and then just took a turn the articles of her being an actress or people suspecting I don't think that's the case I just think that there are people that play up in front of the camera and she's one of those people TMZ recently found her on the streets and was talking about (laughs) they said how do you feel about being a role model model for a, a bigger girls and she is not big it's so weird to me she is a thin slim girl And it's just, I don't know, her reaction was, I don't even know what to say to that. I feel like her personality is what it was on the show in real life. I just feel like it was kicked up a couple notches on the show. I just feel like she's one of those people that puts on a little bit of an act for the camera. But that's really her. Who else? Oh, I was shocked that that really pretty girl went home with the brown hair, kind of Kardashian vibes. Um, I was shocked that who else went home? That other girl, the other black girl went home. She was gorgeous. She didn't seem like she gave a fuck, though. She was like gave him a hug and her expression was so blank. But I feel like I had her going till the end when I guessed my final four. I was tripping because she went home, didn't even wish him luck or anything. She was out. I was kind of shocked at the group of girls that went home Um, and uh, the whole MJ thing. I I liked her at first. I do not like her now. Uh, what did she keep saying? <laughs> I lead by example. What? 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 What do you mean? People tell you that you should lead by by example, but that is she said it over and over again, and I was like, "Girl, you're about to get dragged on Twitter." What do you mean you lead by example? That's not a personality trait. I really liked her hair at first. I don't like that anymore. What's with the layers? 
when you have curly hair like that, if it was all one length, it would look a lot better. I don't know what those short ass layers are in the top of that mop on her head. I do like the curls, but I just don't like anything about her. Like just repeating herself and she doesn't make sense. Nothing that she says makes sense. I feel like she just starts saying words and hopes that it's going to land eventually. I mean, I do that sometimes too, but she does it all the time. I can't wait to see why Heather shows up next week. I can't wait to see Tyler Cameron next week. How do we feel about Rachel? I feel like Matt saying that he was falling in love with her. That is really early. Has that ever happened? Has any of the leads ever said so early I'm falling in love with you? I felt like that was whew, out of the blue. I don't even know what Rachel does. I really don't know that much about her. So I was very surprised by that. And then the whole kit thing. I was raised by, with, with it, but what did she say? I was raised with gold-crusted Bentleys and red carpets, so I just don't know how to trust. Okay, so basically you just want to tell the world that you're rich and that your mom's a clothing designer, and you just said that that's the reason that you can't trust afterwards because that just seems like the thing to do. Like, uh, Kit, I liked you. You're better than that, but you just really wanted to name drop that you're a big deal. And then you blamed your inability to trust on that. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Also, why did they just have a nighttime date? Like that never happens either, right? Normally you have a daytime date and then you have a nighttime date, but they just did cookie baking at night and that was it. That was such a weird interaction. And the editing in last night's episode was really bad too, because when he was done with the group date before he hung out with Kit, he said, all right, I'll see you guys tomorrow night at the rose ceremony. But then the next night was his date with Kit. Bachelor producers, what the fuck are you doing? Do you need to hire me? Do you need help? Seems like your plate might be a little fucking full. I still really love Abigail. I think that Maggie girl needs to go home. I don't know why she's still there. Um, I love the Serena's. Brett does not like the one girl, Serena, the one that's kind of a mean girl. He thinks she's so ugly. I think she's so pretty, but I don't like that she's a mean girl. And it looks like she kind of gets into it in the next episode with Katie. I also, I love Katie, but I also feel like she is a pot stirrer. Stirrer? Why did I say that so weird? I feel like she stirs the pot and I don't feel like she's going to make it. She's not going to make it very much further. Like Katie, we're coming to the end of the road. I think she's going to be on paradise. I think, I think she'll be on something else in the future, but I don't think that she's going to be with Matt James. And I feel like we spend a lot of time on her and I'm kind of over it. I do like that. She's stuck up for the other girls and stuff. I just, I don't know. Her vibe to me is a little off. I go back and forth with how I feel about her. Um, I do know that they already have locked down the next season of The Bachelorette. They're going to start filming in Canada, like right after Matt James' season wraps up. So I wonder when we're going to find out about the next Bachelorette. I wonder if she already knows. This is one of those situations that I don't like. So it's been confirmed that it's that The, the Bachelorette's going to be filming, I think, from like February 29th to April something. So wait, does that mean that Matt James' season is going to wrap up by the end of February? That's fucking wild. So this means that we aren't going to know who the next Bachelorette is until after Matt's season is over, which means whoever applied, whoever they've screened, whoever they've lined up to be at that hotel resort in Canada for the filming of the next season has no clue who they signed up to be with. I don't like it when they do that for the seasons. I just feel like that's very, oh, it's just a recipe for disaster because these guys could apply. They've already been screened. Probably, you know, they're going to be COVID tested here soon and forced to quarantine. And then they don't even know who they're pulling up to see. I just, I don't like that. Because then what if some of the guys have signed up and they don't like the girl that ends up being the lead, but then they just do it for a chance at love or a chance at being on TV or a chance to be Instagram famous. I like it way better when there's a little more of a break, but 
the series did say that they're trying to catch up and get back on schedule. So that's why it's all happening so fast. I wonder if the producers already know who the lead is. They have to, right? Because Matt James' season is wrapped up. So we know what girls didn't make it. Oh, God, it's all so confusing. What I wouldn't give to work for The Bachelor. Like, how do I get into that industry? Being a producer, being a cat. Oh, God, that would be such a fucking fun job to like scout people on Instagram or to interview them or to create the drama. Whoo, I would fucking love it. Okay, so your work for the week. Tell me about Dog's Paws. Tell me how your merch was if you ordered from if you ordered some. Rate, review, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Let the Check Podcast. Tell a friend. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for this week. Oh, I am still working on the playlist 2021 on Apple Music and Spotify. Just find me at Megan Rage. I feel like there's like eight songs on it. I haven't been working too hard. I haven't been in the car a lot, so I haven't really been listening to music, but it's a work in progress. We're gonna keep adding to it all year long. Okay. That's it. Bye-bye. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at WhatTheChuckPodcast.